This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Welcome back to Education Matters. I'm Katie Olmsted, and I'm part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association and its 120,000 members who serve Ohio's 1.6 million public school students every day. Those students of every race, background, gender, ethnicity, and ability deserve to see themselves in their curriculum and in the educators who are dedicated to their success. But unfortunately, that diversity is not reflected in Ohio's education workforce. While about 17% of our students are black, only about 4% of Ohio's teachers are. That's why Ohio University's Patton College of Education launched its Brothers Rise program to bring more black males into the education profession for our students. RISE is an acronym for Rallying to Inspire and Shape Education. And Brothers RISE recruits black male students to become education majors and fosters their growth through their time at OU to make sure they can overcome any challenges they may face on campus to pursue their professional dreams and build a better future for all of us. We wanted to learn more about this program and about the difference it's making for the OEA aspiring educator members who are part of it as students. So we sat down with Dr. Jason Rawls and Makai Evans. Dr. Rawls is an associate professor of instruction at OU and the Brothers Rise program coordinator. Makai Evans is an education major from Hilliard, Ohio, who is in his second year at OU and in the Brothers Rise program. Take a listen to what they have to say. Dr. Jason Rawls, Makai Evans, thank you so, so much for sitting down with us to talk about the Brothers Rise program and why this work is so important. Dr. Rawls, let's start with you. For people who are unfamiliar with what you're doing, what can you tell them about Brothers Rise? The Brothers Rise program is um, from the Patton College of Education at Ohio University. And the goal is to recruit, retain, and hopefully graduate um, African-American males into teacher education and to have them become teachers. Uh, several years ago, there was a study in the state of Ohio that less than 1% of teachers that are currently teaching are uh, African-American male. And so the dean at the time, Dean Renee Middleton, put together a committee to help work on how we would solve this problem. And this committee eventually met for about three years, met and put together the Brothers Rise program. This program was designed with this particular uh, group of uh, the the population in mind, specifically to help attract uh, Black males to become teachers. And uh, it's been pretty good so far. We are in our second year, and um, we are pretty excited about it. So why is it so important to have more Black males in our classrooms? Excellent question. Um, studies also show that all students of any color, any race, benefit from having uh, diverse educators, specifically Black males, um, as role models uh, in their classrooms, um, as their teachers, as their educators. Um, this has been proven to be uh, beneficial. So we are excited to try to help push this agenda forward and help move this movement. Yeah, a lot of research about the benefits of having um, diverse educators in our classrooms. 
Do you have any insight, though, into the challenges of getting Black males into this profession? Having less than 1% of our teachers that represent that specific population really does speak to the fact that there has to be something that's making it difficult to get them in. Yes. I, I would actually say that um, there's a couple of ideas that I have, and then I may let Makai chime in on this. Uh, I know personally, um, I never thought about being a teacher. I, I, As a Black male, no one ever said to me, hey, have you ever thought about teaching? I think that's one thing that we can do with some of our young men um, that are coming in through uh, the school system, uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, that kind of thing. Maybe mention it to them. Hey, have you thought about being a teacher and, and giving them that option? Uh, I think that's one thing that's not done a lot of times. Uh, there's this perception that being a teacher, you will make less money. Um, and I think that's an issue where uh, young uh, males, uh, black males think, well, if I'm a teacher, I won't make enough money or I won't make this certain amount of money or that kind of thing. So I think those are a couple of the obstacles that we uh, need to try to get past. I, I like that you brought up the question of have you thought about being a teacher and I assume one of the problems there is that a lot of people haven't considered being a teacher because they've never seen a black man as their own teacher. Uh, obviously, we know if you see it, you believe you can be it. But if you've Correct. never seen it, that's par probably cutting off the pipeline there. Can you recall uh, any black male educators you had growing up? This is Makai. And personally, I've never had a black male teacher. And like Jason was saying, that's pretty much, I think, the big issue when it comes to getting more black males into teaching. I feel like just the fact that there's none black male teachers out there and it's just majority white women, um, I just feel like they just don't see themselves in that place in the world, in society. So Makai, what made you want to become a teacher? So it was around fourth, fifth grade. I had a teacher and he wasn't a black male, but I, he really showed me that he cared about me. And he really pushed it forward that he cared about his students. He would, he would, he, it was much more than just education. It was more, it's more like a, it was more like a, just a figure in my life that was there for me when I needed him to be there. And that's really what changed my life. And I, I, I want to be that for somebody else down the road. It kind of sounds to me what I know about Brothers Rise. That's exactly what the program's all about as well. It's not just the academics, it's the support and having somebody believe in you. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. That's, that pretty much sums it up pretty much how I would. So how does this program work? Uh, I know it starts well before students even come to OU. Yes, this is Jason. I'll, uh, I'll explain it. Basically, what we do, um, we're, we're still in the early stages. We're still working um, and, and working to uh, increase the, the, uh, the eyes on this program. But as we're working to do this, we have uh, one of our recruiting methods is to treat our, our young black males like they are um, star athletes. And so what we do is any student that we have admitted to the Patton College of Education, um, any African-American male, we will go visit them, go to their home, speak to their families and tell them um, how we will help their young man graduate. And that is how we approach it. We, so we've taken a different approach to recruiting um, to to recruiting African-American males and, and making them feel like this is the right career for them. And um, Makai was actually one of the first students who we did 
uh, recruit in that manner. So maybe he could speak on that. It was pretty eye-opening experience for me because I've never really been shown that much care and like effort put into like getting to know me, reaching out to me. So when Dr. Rawls and Dr. Robinson, who's also a figure in this uh, program, when they came to my house, it was really like, it was just, it was just some life moment, life-changing moment for me because they really showed me, they cared about me, they wanted me to be there. And I was valued to being a teacher and it really meant some, it showed me that being a teacher is much more than just going to college and having some random major. It showed me that being a black male teacher is really needed in this society and they really cared about it and they pushed that agenda. So I, I was all on board with it. And they continue to push you through your time at Ohio University as well. This is a, a full service sort of program there, isn't it? Yeah, this is Makai, and absolutely. I mean, it's everything I could have asked for. Dr. Rawls, what can you tell me about the supports that are in place for the Brothers Rise scholars? Definitely. We have several supports. Um, first of all, the the entire college is on board, which really helps um, in, in teacher education and ed studies, educational studies. So um, they have support in, in terms of faculty, uh, in terms of uh, administrative support. Um, and so we have um, different services from uh, people like, for instance, in our next meeting, we're going to have people from the care. They're called the care administrators, and they help students uh, deal with difficult situations and difficult times. Um, we're going to have them come and speak. We've had people from uh, the bursar's office, from financial aid. So we bring in sources to help them uh, make it and navigate through college. What has that meant for you, Makai? Pretty much everything that Jason was saying is totally true and it's totally 100% effective when it comes to our meetings and benefiting the brothers. Um, when he brings on people from different colleges, different branches of the college, and they explain to us how to really navigate and really find our way through this college where we are the minority here, it's really, it's really helpful as a, as a new student here. I mean, I'm a sophomore, but it's still kind of murky when it comes to navigating the college. I mean, it's a big college lots of technical things I have to do. So really when they come in and show me that, look, I'm not alone. And they actually bring in support systems from these like high up fields that are in the college, like from the bursar, he gave an example um, with the financial aid and whatnot. I mean, it really just shows that we have these sources that we can use and reach out to when we need help. Sounds like it's really about making connections. And it, it sounds like there's a lot of the value about this is giving you diverse experiences throughout your educational career. I know part of that, um, you guys went on a trip last year, didn't you? Yes. Tell me about it. So yeah, this is Makai. And last year we went on a trip to Washington, D.C. And honestly, that was the highlight of being in this program. And there's a lot of highlights, so that's saying something. But um, yeah, we went to Washington, D.C. And we got a chance to go to, we had some fun activities. We had some professional activities. We, had, we also had some fun ones. For example, we went to a concert, which was Tyler the Creator. We went to a basketball game. We went to a high school championship basketball game. But for the professional things, we got a chance to walk on the monument. I mean, we saw the Martin Luther King. We got a chance to talk to some of the um, people visiting there, and they got a chance to take pictures of us, learn about what the program is. I mean, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. Dr. Rawls, what would you say the value of that is in terms of the overall big picture of this program? I think it's twofold. The students, the brothers are on this trip. And so for many of them, it was their first time flying. Um, they all 
got a suit. We uh, we we worked it out to be able to get them all a suit. So they were dressed professionally. And that makes you feel a certain way. So um, there was a, one instance when they were uh, by the um, MLK statue and people just didn't know who they were. They're dressed up and they look a certain way um, and people just wanted to take pictures with them. Uh, and it's that kind of feel. It's that it's it's letting them feel what it feels like to be a professional. Um, and and that, I have to chime in on that, too. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Makai. Um, yeah, what Jason's saying, like the feel of it, I mean, like when they got us those suits, um, it was such a nice gesture and we, they got us those shoot suits and just, just us putting those on. I mean, it was the first time a lot of us felt professional. Like it was the first time a lot of us felt like we could be, we could be somebody in our life. And it, it was just like, we felt the, I mean, everything about it was just awesome. We felt so professional. I mean, I can't even explain how it felt to be in those suits <laughs> with those guys. And see, and this is Jason, but that right there is part of the feeling that we want to portray. Plus, the other thing we're trying to do is to teach them uh, small things like networking, um, etiquette, business etiquette, and how to handle yourself in a conference. Um, In a few weeks, we will be heading to uh, Clemson University for the Men of Color Summit, and this will be our second trip. Uh, with the brothers and and we are excited again to have them um, have the same feeling, be able to network with professionals, um, other young college students and network with also uh, university professionals and, and other people will be there as well. So this will be another exciting time for them and a very good learning experience. The learning experience I think is probably invaluable through all of this. I also have, I wonder about in terms of just reinforcing um, throughout their their college journeys, how important this program really is. Uh, Makai, if you're able to share, have you ever, have you had doubts about whether education is the major for you? And if so, has the Brothers Rise program put any of those doubts to bed for you? Yes, this is Makai. And, you know, honestly, before um, Dr. Rawls and Dr. Robinson came to my house, I was having doubts. I mean, yes, I did have that teacher that changed my life, but I didn't know if that was what I need to be. I didn't know that was my calling. And it wasn't until Jason, Dr. Rawls showed me that this is what I need to be. This is where I need to be. This is exactly where I need to be. And this is what's right for me. And I can be this teacher. I can be this figure of other people's lives. and I can change lives myself. It wasn't until then where all the doubts kind of went away. And, you know, I've I've heard the rumors, too. You know, teachers don't get paid. You know, um, kids are hard to deal with. And, you know, I never really pay attention ever since Jason, Dr. Ross has been in my life. And I feel so strongly about this program. I feel so strongly about my my value in this field that I don't really I don't have no doubts anymore, honestly. Dr. Ross, before the program started, was there a retention issue? Did you have people coming into the program, but not finishing because there were not the supports there? Um, we have seen that. Um, <clears throat> that That's one of the main issues. Is, and that's where we understood that we needed to do something different. Uh, it's it's very different and, or, and it's hard to explain, but if you're not an African-American male um, navigating on a PWI, a predominantly white institution can be difficult. Uh, it, it is it is a, um, a trying time for some of our young uh, black males. And so this support system gives them a space 
that they can use to actually uh, help them navigate the, these uh, these rough waters. Uh, <clears throat> and especially if you come from an area where you're not used to having any assistance or any help, you know, this, like Makai mentioned earlier, this is a big university and this isn't even one of the largest universities in Ohio. <laughs> and it's still just a big place and it can be very daunting. And I think that's part of what we help these young men, um, we help them tread those waters and, and, and get through uh, to, to hopefully to the other side, to that graduation. It sounds to me like a large part of that is about meeting people where they are and valuing people for where they are and who they are. Yes, that is the that is uh, my pedagogical philosophy. <laughs> so it definitely uh, works out that I'm trying to do both with the program and with how I teach. So you are correct. So let's talk very briefly about how you teach. You have uh, spearheaded the HOPE program. What is that? Yes, ma'am. The HOPE program is something that I'm trying to push. There is a whole movement um, in the, the, the realm of education spearheaded by leaders such as Chris Emden, Emery Petchauer, Mark Lamont Hill, Bettina Love, and, and Martha Diaz and others. Um, it's called hip-hop-based education. And so the idea is incorporating hip-hop aesthetics into your pedagogy. So as a teacher, we don't really say no to some of the ways and the things that the students do. The goal is to meet them where they are. Um, and so my research and my scholarship is what I call youth culture pedagogy, where I don't just stop at hip-hop. I talk about all of youth culture. So um, things like anime or skateboarding, I bring those things in and allow students to be who they are. Um, for instance, if I'm doing test questions, and I know many of my students are big into basketball, I might have a question that I use NBA statistics or use NBA names, and, and that helps make the questions on the test relevant for the students. And I approach them um, from a place of care uh, and, and something that I use called relational pedagogy by uh, Dr. Alexander Sadorkin. <clears throat> and so that is part of my philosophy. So the HOPE program is based on those general principles. Um, HOPE stands for Hip Hop Ohio Patent Education. It consists of four courses, and we are currently working to make it a certificated program here at the Patent College of Education, Ohio University. Makai, have you had any of Dr. Rawls's courses yet? I'm currently in one right now, actually. What do you think? Um, yeah, so it's pretty much awesome. I've had multiple kids come up to me, like students, peers, like talk. We got talk after class, and everybody just has nothing but good things to say about um, Dr. Rawls. He, he always invites people to just be who they are, and nobody ever feels like they can't express them themselves. Or, I mean, it's just an open. It's an open place to be, and it's an inviting place to be. And just the fact that he said like the MBA statistics, making it more relevant for his students. That alone right there, I can't even express how much of a difference that makes in like the students' lives. When they read a question that is relevant to them and like they can care about, it, it just makes all the difference to how they're learning, how you approach their learning. And that brings us right back to Brothers Rise, where it's clear that they care about you and they want to meet you where you are. I know it's only in the second year for this program. Where do you see this program going? Honestly, I don't know. The sky's the limit for this program, honestly. And 
I can just see the program flourishing, having multiple members. I mean, I just want I just want this program the best for it. I, I would like to see a lot of different brothers gaining, and we just want to see when the years go on some new new faces in here. And honestly, that's just a the sky's the limit for this program. We could do we can make anything we want. I just want to see its success, pretty much. And this is Jason. I, I see what I really would like to see. To be quite honest with you, I want to see it grow, but I want to see the current members like Makai and James and Moore and Owen and Ben, et cetera, come back uh, and maybe help, uh, maybe help out if, if you know one decides, hey, I'm going to go to grad school. Maybe they'll go here and and be able to give back as a GA, a grad assistant and help the program, because I want the people that have gone through the program to help grow it. That's my goal, Katie, to, to just have it grow, but have it grow with the, the people who have gone through the program as well. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you about the program and to you, Makai, about going through this program. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you very much. Thank you very much for having us. If you'd like to learn more about the Brothers Rise program and the work this group is doing to help diversify Ohio's education workforce, you can find Dr. Rawls's contact information in the show notes for this episode. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode in the future. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.